Jim, good to be with you again on Zoom. Hey, Patrick. It's a big day for Zoom. I, uh, yes. I was nervous. Zoom had some issues today. Yeah, I'm still having them. I can't, you can't see my pretty face. I'm sorry to do that to you this whole podcast. I know I'm staring into the abyss. Just getting into, the darkness. Into the unknown. <laughs> Basically it. Have you heard that song from uh, Frozen 2? I have not. I've heard Into the Great Wide Open by Tom Petty. <laughs> into the unknown, man. That's the uh, let it go of the second Frozen. And it's, uh, it's a good song to begin with. But I tell you what, man. That track slaps different these days. Into the unknown. It's, it's like, uh, that's going to be playing as my kids go to, going to school the first day. I'm just proud of you for saying slaps in, in the parlance of our times. You know who sings Into the Unknown? Uh, uh, the wonderful, the wickedly <laughs> talented. She's a scene. You know it, man. She is. Uh, that's a good. That's a good song. But we were playing that in the house the other day. The kids, the kids dig it. Did it get uh, anywhere near as big? No, I don't think it. It did. Let it go status. But maybe they should re-release it during these uncertain times. <laughs> Into the uncertain. Into the uncertain. Uh, Are we getting away from commercials doing that now? Are we starting to see commercials just go back to be like, look, we don't know what's happening. So, <laughs> yes. so buy a car. Yeah, the, uh, it's not, they're not as somber as I think people are sick of being sincere. They're trying to swing it back, which is good. Yeah, I think right? so. I think but, so. I think those commercials are going to end up dated real quick. Yeah, for sure. It was good to see you this weekend. It was good to see you, buddy. That was yeah, um, that was a nice event we did. Man, that was fun. I've uh, so for anyone who didn't listen to the last episode of the podcast, we were hosting a uh, an event for uh, I Got a Guy. Uh, it was a fundraiser. Uh, Pat hosting and graciously having me along as a special guest, and uh, it was a blast, dude. I've never been a part of like a, you know, it was like a it was a great production. It was a lot of back and forth between live and pre taped. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, they had obviously done the the work beforehand because it was a great production value. It was. Um, I mean, it ran so smoothly, and we had we had a blast. Weather was beautiful. I mean, this family, they're great. I find myself talking like guy after you spend some time. You spend the day with guy. You're like, I got a guy. And start talking like you know, two tree. I was telling everybody how he ordered uh, how he ordered his drink. Tito's on the rocks, no fruits, no vegetables. It's a perfect order. That dude, um, we, we ate Italian sausage and pizzas all day. And then when we finished shooting this event at like five o'clock, we're all done. And he's like, all right, come on. It's time to eat. (laughs) What? That's the, uh, that's how the Italians do it. Finish up. Like we got the foods ready. (laughs) Foods ready. Then he was cooking dessert. Unbelievable. It was amazing. I've been telling people, I put peaches on the grill. Not everybody cooks dessert, Mm-mm. but uh, if, you, if you need that, if you need cooked dessert, I got a guy. You sure do, man. So it was a great event. Thanks to everyone who uh, joined us virtually for the uh, fundraiser and for everyone who donated. And uh, it was a really great time. It was a good time. Nice to just be hanging. Yeah, man. It was nice to still be a little distant, but in a backyard, kind of around people. It was a little hot for my liking, but we made do. 
What's your, yeah. do you have like a peak like that you like to be outside at? Um, I mean, it depends with the breeze, you know, but I would, you know, I like low 80s. Yeah, it's probably as hot as that one. No, you can't get into the eights. I mean, I'm fine. I mean, I'll do it, you know. But yeah, I think uh, I think once we once we hit that eighty, that's about that's where I stop enjoying myself. Well, I have that that gray shirt. Ninety percent of the shirts I own are gray, <laughs> and uh, I was starting to sweat through a little bit. But you were a pro. You had the dark color. I had a t-shirt uh, underneath it. I've sweat through right things move. before, Patrick. This wasn't my first rodeo. <laughs> hey, I'm sweating through this year. <laughs> no shit. Into the unknown. Let's keep <laughs> referencing that. <laughs> um, but I was, yeah, it was nice to be outside. Last, the, we've had a great stretch of weather in Chicago. We've been lucky. That's like the one, uh, one, one positive. I actually played golf last week, dude. Did you see that thing I posted? Dude, with, um, dude I suck at golf, and I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But I get invited sometimes and then i feel like there's an outing and you're like i gotta go and you're just but i it's against like every and this year i put my clubs like away not like they're retired up into a shelf but this was for my high school and it was uh, a great group of dudes you know one guy i went to marist with played basketball with them that's a guy whose window i shattered so i want to hear this whole story this is great so, dude, I was just brutal all day. Yeah. I was picking up at most holes. We're only playing nine. That's kind of why I relented. I was like, I can do that. Now, I'll have a good shot every now and then, and I can – but I, I, I put nothing towards this. So, it's like, why am I even frustrated? I never play. I yeah. never go hit balls. But there's no ref for me to yell at or shit on. So, I have to just – I have no one else to blame but me. Right. No, it's a, uh, it's a tough game. So, anyway, I was just playing terribly, and – last hole i'm like i don't even want to tee off and my buddy is just you know greatest dude and just come on come be your best shot of the day let's go we're having fun we're just like no one cares so i uh the caddy we had one caddy for the foursome he would like four caddy like you know go out there and so he would see where our tee shots were okay he never had to go that far for me i was like (laughs) but he was going out there for the other guys (laughs) you're like it's right there (laughs) i see it (laughs) every time he told me where it was i was like i know (laughs) <laughs> everyone knows where it is <laughs> i can bend down and pick it up i know where it is <laughs> so um i you know he would signal like in play or doing all these hand signals these gestures so i tee off and it is way right mm-hmm. and we were just joking like he was making hand gestures like of explosions and and my buddy's like you hit a car and he's and then we were doing like a sign for shattered glass, like sprinkling through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we finished the hole, walk out. And like the guys that there were two groups and the guys ahead of us, they're like watching too. They're like looking back, like standing on the green. Like it's the Ryder cup waiting for <laughs> us to come in. Like, come on. I don't need any more like pressure. Like I would, are you nervous teeing off in front of people? Like that's oh, not a great God. feeling, right? I don't, I can't hit a golf ball. And I want to talk, I want to finish the story because I'm getting all so, kinds of pressure to golf right now and it pisses me off. Right. So I want to hear the rest of this. So we, um, we go in the parking lot. I dropped the guy I've, uh, I was playing with, Larry in his car, and I keep going. And there's my buddy, Cahill. And uh, 
he's got the golf ball and he's just holding, holding the ball. And he's like, got your ball. I'm like, get out of here. He's like, you did break a window. I'm like, what? He's like, you broke my window. <laughs> so not only did I break a window, I broke he, his whole joke on the tee box that we were laughing about was a true story when That's he amazing. said it. Like he willed it to happen. I mean, you could blame yes. him at this point. And like I said, it was for my high school and the, we were playing with the, like the president of the school and the guy who runs like the alumni outreach. So he gave us Marist golf balls. So that was, <laughs> no that it, that. And I was like, ah, oh, hopefully, hopefully I won't have to dip into these. These are nice. Well, I had to dip into them because the other ones I brought were lost, which is That's why nice. I hate golf. You can lose, <laughs> you just lose equipment. The worst. Dude, first of all, I also love that your high school has like a alumni outreach program. I don't think, I mean, I don't know if mine, does. I think mine is like, you still out of prison? Okay, cool. We're fine. <laughs> You guys get all get together at jury duty. <laughs> they stay in touch with you. We don't. I don't ever hear from alumni, like from an, the alumni organization. Yeah, That's I think a it's a. Uh, I think yeah. it's a public school thing, right? I would think I, so. I, I would guess. I mean, do you guys? Do you still have buddies from high school? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I still talk to a lot of my friends from high school, but you know. No one's like, oh, the ombudsman reached out the other day to see if my donation was coming in. I don't know what an ombudsman does. That just sounds like a good word for it right there. <laughs> I think it's the person who makes sure no one's lying on ESPN. Like if they were in the state playoffs in football or going downstate for basketball, would you, would that, like, maybe you don't go to the game, but would, that, would you be like following the score on Twitter or would you? No. Like I'd check into it. Yeah. I'd be like, Oh, that's cool. And when's the game? Yeah. But I don't think that I've actually followed through, you know? Um, yeah. We had a kid who like a star running back who um, got picked up to play running back at Northwestern a couple of years ago, which pretty solid big 10, you know, starting running back. Yeah, um, that's great. You know, we, um, my high school was like a, it's a the bowling team. Doesn't stay in touch or the chess. It was a chess, chess was in high school. Was it? I didn't play either one of them on the school team. Chess was earlier, uh, but in bowling, we didn't have lanes at the school. You used to do that joke about the bowling team. Uh huh. It's been a long when time. We met. Love that bit. It's been a long, long <laughs> time, dude, but I am with you on the golf, man. First of all, did you enjoy the day? Like, was it, I mean, that I moment loved, had to be hilarious. I love being outside. Now. I love being with, with the guys. We had a lot of laughs. Um, I mean, yeah, it was fun. I mean, but it's, it's just that part of it. Who's asking you to play? So a friend of ours, Vince Carone, lives on a golf course. And he's like taken up golf this year. And he's oh, out yeah. there all the time. And he's like, come on, dude, let's play. I'm like, I suck. And he's like, so do I. I'm like, yeah, but like there's different levels of sucking at golf. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. If he sucked at this level, he wouldn't be playing every day. Like there's no joy in yeah, yeah. barely being able to hit the ball forward off of a tee. Like I've just never golfed. I don't, I'm not, I've never put any time into it. Um, and it's tough, you know, but I'll go, I'm cool to hang and, and, and drive the cart and, you know, but it's just not like, it's not a way I want to learn. And then he I'll posted a for- picture. That's it, man. I'll be your Uber. I will caddy. That's fine. But then uh, he posted about it today. And then Chelsea Hood's like, oh, my God, we should get Jim Flanagan to go golfing. And so <laughs> as if, like, there's more pressure coming in. He's, and, uh, he's a great driver. <laughs> he said he would caddy for us. 
<laughs> if they were cool with that, that'd be great. But I don't want to be, I want to be learning golf. You know, I mean, is that what people do? Do they just always want someone worse than them there to feel better? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I don't want to be like out there playing that poorly. It just does not. It's not. That's not fun for me. No. So that's why I was like, I'm not practicing. I don't take lessons. I don't go hit balls. I'm just gonna say no. People ask me. I'm not. I'm not playing. But then you know, then you get asked. The pressure. I'm not gonna. Be, I'm not gonna be like, hey, do you guys want to go bowling? Also, it's gonna be 125 degrees, and I'm giving you a rock instead of a bowling ball. <laughs> yeah. It's good though for, you know, for, you know, distancing and being outside and all that. It's a great way to spend time with people. For sure. And I'm all down with that. As long as I don't have to turn in a scorecard. I don't have clubs. Yeah. I got to rent clubs. Is that a, is that a normal thing you do? I mean, some people rent clubs. Yeah, sure. Especially if you don't want to travel with them, but you know, real golfers, they have a relationship with their clubs. <laughs> they talk to them and they're like, yeah, it's my old my six iron. <laughs> My six iron didn't show up today. Let me down. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe we start at seven. I'll get there at five and interview the clubs beforehand. One tee shot. He's like, I'm taking my sunglasses off. This is going to help. <laughs> didn't do shit. And next time I'm going to try my shirt. My yeah, shoes. maybe. I, if, uh, I didn't have the shoes. What are golf bad. shoes? Just cleats? Yeah. Does foot choice step out of golf ever? Do they do tennis too? I don't know if they do anything other than golf. I've heard of them, though. We're only making shoes for snobs. <laughs> We're only making shoes for assholes. Exclusive. Who thinks the tougher, the more exclusive club to get into, a golf club or a tennis club? I don't know. Like a, like a high level, like Wimbledon or Augusta. Man, they're both pretty tough. So does Wimbledon have members? You know, I don't like even they have know people that. that are, I don't know, but I, I know some of the golf clubs can be really crazy exclusive, right? My buddy's uncle, their club in the North Shore. Like the only two people of a different religious nomination than us who come in here are Tony Kukoc and Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can remember being at some of, I've done shows at some of these country clubs and you might have a drink afterwards and in those men's lounge rooms, like, grill rooms you just like this place is can you imagine all the people have been through here the conversations that are had here oh, shit the corporate espionage that's occurred within these walls <laughs> i love it when the club's so exclusive i try and pay with cash and they look at me like oh sweetie you can't <laughs> we don't right. take that kind of money here just put it on the underhills mm-hmm. do you go to um or do you remember those clubs too that they had like downtown in cities all over. I mean, I know there used to be um, a gig in Milwaukee where you stay at that club. The social yeah. clubs that would be they, like athletic clubs that would be downtown. There's one. There's isn't there like a Chicago athletic club? I've been inside. There's a restaurant that's really good there. And then just like a yeah, big my dad was game. actually a member there at the Chicago Athletic Club. Which they, oh really? They train like the the place is a hotel now, and they have that Whitney's up top or whatever that place that that rooftop. Have you been there? Yeah, it's badass. They have a pool in there that's like out of a movie, their indoor pool. But, you know, he wasn't a, was not a member when I was growing up or it was, you know, later on. And those, th those places started to struggle. Oh, for sure. Union League Club. The Union League Club has an unbelievable like art collection. How often will they actually get you out for golf in a year? I played once last year and once this year. 
That's the thing, man. That's the wrong amount of times to play golf, right? It should be right. zero or at least 20. Yeah, right. I would you ever the, take a wardrobe for it either? <laughs> that's a big deal. I would, I would take a lesson, I guess. It's like, it, it's like at that point where it's like, am I going to ever play again? Or do I really need to take lessons? And Because I get that it's a good thing to be able to play. Yeah, for sure. I need to take lessons just to be bad enough to just embarrass myself well on a course. You're like, this is like my cleaning before the cleaning lady gets here. I've got to like learn how to be super bad at golf to be able to get out there in front of people and, and be the worst golfer on the course. Right. It feels like one of those things that you should be able to do. I remember in my mid twenties and when my buddies was like, Jim, do you golf? And I was like, no, nah, I was thinking about it. And he goes, Oh cool. Now's probably a good time to start and just walked away. Like it was already too late. <laughs> oh, really? And I was like, oh, I'm never going to think about this again then. He's right. I checked that off and I'd never thought about doing it. And now everyone wants me to golf with them. But it's, it's, um, it's not cheap and it's a lot of time. I wouldn't even know where to pick up a pair of foot joys. Golfsmith. When I was selling bags, I used to sell bags at Golfsmith out of Austin, Texas. They're big they one. were, uh, they were, and then they started shrinking a little bit. Some shitty bags. Golf balls kept falling through the bottom. People stopped trusting the company. I mean, you go in those golf shops, those are overwhelming. Because when you're like just starting out, and then you go into like a, there's a whole store. Like, I need all of this shit. <laughs> and then you get caught up in getting the best balls. Yeah. The right gear. Like, I gotta, I have to get the shoes that get stuff stuck in them before I could even get the stuff that gets the stuff out of your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like levels away from figuring out golf. I played when I was doing that podcast with the White Sox. I played in their charity event. I remember and, that, and they had me as like a celeb. <laughs> I remember you were like the foursome celebrity guest, and I remember talking to you on your way there, and you were like, "I, I was, feel so bad for these guys." <laughs> I was, dude. People were getting assigned to Bo Jackson. <laughs> Tony Kukoc was there. <laughs> Uh, you know, Hawk, Darren Jackson, current players. <laughs> and then these people from Beggar's Pizza got assigned to me. And they're like, what do you do? <laughs> oh, I do, I, mean, I do stand up. I do stand up and I have a podcast with the White Sox. That's what I don't do. It's golf. You guys ready? <laughs> not only am I not a celebrity, but I suck at what we're about to do for the next four hours. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love they gave you beggars too. That's like a big sponsor of theirs. <laughs> They're like, listen, they can't leave us no matter what happens. We'll give them a yeah. game. <laughs> it's hard to be funny when you're the punchline. <laughs> I was burying myself. I couldn't even be funny. I they would love that car story. <laughs> Just angry believe it <laughs> oh man socks were fun to watch this weekend i watched uh the socks cubs series you watch any of the we won't spend too much time on it but yeah no but i did it was great it was a lot of fun to watch i um i have hulu with like some live channels and for some reason it thinks i'm in michigan i don't really understand why or who to contact <laughs> about that <laughs> so i had a really good week last week when the socks played the tigers because i got to watch all four games from the detroit feed oh yeah and then uh, every time a team gets COVID, they put the White Sox into the national spot. <laughs> so it feels terrible to say, but like a couple of Yankees went down, they postponed the game. And I'm like, all right, see the White Sox on ESPN tonight. 
Finding the silver lining. I mean, it's going to happen. Someone might as well get something out of it. I love that they think you live in Michigan. I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah, the, um, I was watching the game. You know what dawned on me? I, I had a, a random thought, a hot take. What's that? The Cubs. Because the Sox always get kind of shafted, mm-hmm. especially nationally. And people are like, oh, the Sox fans have a chip on their shoulder. No, we don't. <laughs> you don't think it's so? Just, it's, we do, but it's not a um, made-up one. They think right. that we invented it. No, we are treated like a stepchild. Therefore, of course we have that. But last week I was, um, I was asked to do this, um, an interview for a guy who's doing a documentary on when the White Sox almost left Chicago. Oh, that's when badass. In like 88, when they were yeah. literally voting on the floor of the state legislature to keep them here. I mean, yep. it was that, that close. That was for Arizona, right? It was Florida. They were going to oh, go to okay. St. Petersburg. Like they had a stadium for them. They had, I mean, it was, some people thought it was a done deal. Wow. But it was kind of cool to re- revisit that and kind of think about it a little bit more because what if that had happened? That's a completely different, if you're a Sox fan, that would be jarring yeah. to, have, to see your team move when you were, how old would you have been in 88? Seven. Right in your childhood? Yeah, but awful. I remember when they were teasing like uh, Arizona, um, which I think might have been a little bit later. I think that might have been like the early 90s. And then Rosemont was an option. Remember that? Yeah. But the Florida one, I don't remember as well. That would have been awful. Your entire childhood getting ripped apart. I think Reinsdorf bought land in Addison too. And they were, they, that was a topic. That one I was real stoked about. The White Sox is moving right down the street. Over? Are you kidding me? That'd be great. That was where grandma lived. Walk right over there in those IOUs. <laughs> Just in roll my on in. Gold chain and my tail. We would have been there every chance we got. <laughs> so that's really yeah. cool, man. Yeah, it was cool to, uh, to talk about because, like I said, I kind of forgot what a big deal that was. And my dad had actually started a thing, um, Save Our Socks, where he was trying to get like, the community to buy the team, like the Green Bay Packers. Oh, wow. And he got a little press out of that, too. I remember he was on Channel 5 with Deborah Norville, and I was yeah, like nice. telling everybody that, yeah, you could be a bad boy. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep this team here. No, thank God they didn't end up going. That but bad boy thing is so damn funny though. I had a friend who like moved to Kenosha and became like a Kenosha twins bat boy. And he was like, yeah, you, we can get you a job here. And then just stopped returning my phone. Cause you're a kid. You think you can really do that for your friends. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. I also didn't live anywhere near Kenosha. I don't know what I thought I was going to do. I don't know if I was just going to like live in the dugout. <laughs> They commute's a problem. We can't bring you to Kenosha, Jim. You understand? Someone's got to get the bat from the batter's box. I gotta, they can't run. They can't bring it to the base with them. I have to be there. And what do we think? Like no one from there would want the job? <laughs> right. We're going to import somebody. Sorry. We had to hire a fib. <laughs> At some point, they started using like older guys to be the bat boy. Remember that? Yeah, for sure. I remember we were sitting close at Wrigley one time and the, the Tigers was an interleague game and the Cubs were playing the Tigers. And my company that I worked for, they used to give me seats. I want, they're like, no one's using our tickets tonight. They had unbelievable seats and we lived right by Wrigley. And I actually lived with some Cub fans. So they like loved it. And I just loved going to games, but we were there and we would just ride whoever was, I mean, 
<laughs> whoever was on deck. <laughs> they were right there. They could not avoid us. <laughs> but we we uh, gave it to bad adult like the whole night. <laughs> to bad adult. <laughs> we were st- <laughs> hey, bad adult. <laughs> I think it took him three innings to realize we were talking to him. <laughs> Dude, I've been to a baseball game with you, and you will talk some shit. <laughs> yeah, I try to try to get involved. I've seen you. Uh, there was one time there were a couple of Blue Jays fans in full gear, like full uniform, not just a jersey, eye black and everything, grown men. And they had were, eye black on. Yeah, they had eye black. I mean, and you were just like... What are you doing up here? The dugout's down there. <laughs> That's the rest of the team know you're gone. We were at Bozeman, right? Yeah, we were. And I remember at first you guys were like, just stop it. <laughs> and then, then things went awry and you're like, let them have it. <laughs> Get them. <laughs> no, that was, uh, that's ridiculous. Um, but I like everyone gets so fired up for those for those games. A little different feel this year. It wasn't as wasn't as much animosity. And like I said, I try not to hate on the Cubs. My mom's a Cubs fan. I was telling her though that Mister Cub is the worst nickname. <laughs> I saw him the other day, and I had to get a little digging. Just a random thought, Mom. I don't know if you're familiar with hot takes, but I got one for you, Mister Cub. Dumbest nickname ever. It's pretty easy. <laughs> it's like a mom came up with it. <laughs> like, hey, look at this guy. He's always always doing your cub stuff. Look at you, Mr. Cub. You know, the White, White Sox had good nicknames. Some teams just don't embrace nicknames. I think the Sox just like Hawk was huge on giving nicknames. Yeah, we had an announcer who would just give you a nickname whether you wanted it or not, and it stuck. Big Hurt is a great nickname. Absolutely. But anyway. You ever a nickname? I think most of my, I mean, no one calls me James. Yeah. Come on. Jim is a nickname. Not like, a nickname. Yeah, fair. But I mean, like, Jimmy, a lot, most people call me Flanagan. Very few people even call me, like, a variation of my first name. Well, they, like, did anyone call you Flanny or? Flanny. Flan. I never liked Flan. It just, it was weird. Flanny, I kind of grew on me eventually, I guess. I have Flan? Some, Flan. Flan. <laughs> I have an uncle who goes by Flano, which was just a weird variation that I never Flano? had not heard. Flano. And there were no, I never got Flano when I started hearing that. I was like, wow, okay. His friends are cool. That's a good <laughs> one. Coming up with like new that. shit. What about you? Um, not really. McGann, MC. Did they really call you MC? <laughs> Is that your rap name? Like, ironically, I think. My uh, high school coach called school me. Had an MC in their name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they're doing for uh, the communion. They're splitting up the masses. Oh wow! By uh, by names, and there's like one of the masses is MCs, MCs and O's and O apostrophes. <laughs> <laughs> they have A through D, and then if your name starts with Fitz, A through E. And then if your name starts with Fitz, you go. And then there's uh And the FLs start again. They yeah, have their the own FLs. class. <laughs> um my high school coach called me spin doctor. Oh, yeah. I made a spin move. I never really got in the games too much, but when I did, 
I would create a highlight. <laughs> I made a spin move. And the spin doctors were like popular then. So he he called me spin doctor. It's ridiculous. That's great. Did did people pick it up? He, people run with it? No, no. Spin, he would call me. If I saw him in the hallway, he'd be like, spin. And I turn around, he'd be and he'd and he'd go, just go ahead now. <laughs> he would work in the spin and then quote the big hit song. Oh, that's hilarious. Legend. My high school coach was a legend, is a legend, and he saw the world as you were either a legend or a stroke. <laughs> Everybody he met was either legend or stroke. If you were a stroke, you know you know what made you a stroke? What's that? If you were struggling. <laughs> that was like his saying. Struggling was a big word. Like, oh, that guy? Struggling. Struggling. Legend, yeah. stroke, struggling. Oh, the, all the terms. He had it all. So you take it farther with the booze. like, yeah, all right, little miss can't be wrong. Jump in there. Let's get <laughs> in the game. Little miss. I used to get, I hated that song. Is it little miss can't be wrong? I think so, isn't it? Is that them or the Gin Blossoms? Doesn't he? No, it is then. Okay. If you listen to the song, he like trashes her the whole song. And then at the end, he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I think you're <laughs> mighty fine. And if I had a dollar, I'd give you 99. What? Garbage. You think he was just like, like yeah, he's just mad about a breakup. Oh, okay. So he's coming clean at the end, but then he's acting all like a hot shot. He's all pissed off. I want to equate it to the Chance the Rapper verse in Baby Blue. Which one? Chance's verse, where at the end he's like, oh, you yeah. get a paper cut on your tongue and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end he's like, I hope you're happy. Yeah, but that's a good song. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. <laughs> that was just the first thing I thought of. I don't know that that's real by any means. No, you're right. Your uh, you're little mister can't be wrong. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Are you excited about Bill and Ted's three coming out? Is it, uh, is it finally, is it finally time? Yeah. Finally time. I love that. This is a third one. This feels like a family, like what? They're having another one. <laughs> She's pregnant. How old is bogus journey at this point? I can't believe they're having another one. Exactly. Is it bogus journey? Like in high school, <laughs> bogus journeys in college. <laughs> Excellent adventures. Got two kids by now. This one is a mistake. I'm sure of that. It sure is. And they don't look like, <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's still them is, is awful, right? Yeah, I'm sure Keanu was maybe the one that was kicking this down the road. And the other guy, <laughs> the other guy was like, yeah, whenever you're ready, I'll make a third one. <laughs> Let me know. Hey, just wanted to give you a call. I know it's a pandemic. Just seeing if you might have any time. Maybe uh, we'll make a movie. <laughs> Keanu has reached like, that guy has gone through it's a roller coaster. He was like it, right? During this and point huge. break. He was huge. And then people kind of thought he was cheesy and thought right. he was like a total douche, right? Super dumb. Yeah. Just like a like a laughing stock. Dude, I woke up at the Oaklawn Hilton. My buddy got married. We woke up. They were having brunch. And there's Canner Reeves. Wow. This is like 20 years ago. He was not what he is now. He kind of stepped away. He was playing like Ridge Fest, Chicago Ridge Fest with his band. Oh my that's God. Why he was, that's why he was staying at, across from the White Castle. <laughs> but now I don't think he'd be staying across from White Castle. I think his, 
Keanu's in Chicago, he's probably going to be at the Peninsula or, uh, you know, at least. I think once he did that uh, football movie, everything really turned around for him. The Replacements? The Replacements. Oh, that's a good one. That's one of those movies I've seen on television a hundred <laughs> times. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen from beginning to end, but I've seen every part of that movie repeatedly. Thanks, TNT. That movie had like a unnecessary roughness feel to it. Yeah. See, see that one with Sinbad and uh, we've talked about him here on the podcast. Our boy. Scott Bakula. Oh, man. That was another Bakula legend. <laughs> yeah. The um, replacements, though. Gene Hackman? Is he the Great. coach? Yes, he was. Oh, my gosh. The replacements had a solid little cast. It did. I, now I just can't believe that. Who was, uh, who was the love interest? Uh, her name is Brooke Langton. I'm not as familiar with her. But Orlando Jones, Faison Love, a couple of comics yeah. who have done pretty well. John Favreau. Oh, gosh, yeah, he was like the steroid guy, right? Yeah, John Madden and Pat Summerall were great in it. And John Favreau had played with Rudy, so you're like, I'd buy this. Yeah, absolutely. No, he wasn't on the team, was he? He was his roommate. Well, that's good, though, man. That's a legit cast. What year is that? Uh, 2000. 2000. And was that Scorsese? Who directed that one? <laughs> I, believe <laughs> was that it was Brian, I believe it was Brian De Palma, because it was very long. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it being an unnecessarily long movie. I do remember that for a sports movie. But yeah. I don't watch movies very often, so I'm right on this one, though. An hour 58. Yeah, that's too long for that. For a sports movie? Do you remember, like, it got real serious for a moment, too, and, like, the, uh, like the kicker was about to get murdered over a, a gambling debt? Oh, yeah, I do remember. It got, it got real for a little bit. That could have been shorter. You're right. Done without, but it's a solid movie overall. Um, this is great. Budget fifty million dollars. Box office fifty point one million dollars. Wow! Someone just put it in there to let them know that we made money off of this. And then did they go on to make make more through the? Uh, they had to. Just the it's amount. Funny of how that happens to movies. I was just reading about Shawshank. Shawshank really suffered at the box office, but that yeah, really was a. Uh, you know, blockbuster hit as DVD and in second runs, like they've made a ton of money off of it because of uh, what's happened since, but it wasn't a box office smash. Not that, not to put this in the same category as Shawshank <laughs> replacements. I'll be right. And I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's a lot more similar than you would think. Shawshank made 58 million in the box office. Really? Yeah. 94, a little bit different time, but not a huge difference. Shawshank is a movie that is, my friends and I from college were like cemented by that movie. We all awesome. love that movie. That's a movie that I really enjoy. That's what I want to see out of movies as we uh, move forward here. It's just some movies with more guts to them. Not all this superhero bullshit. Star Wars 19. We need to have some like movies that we can like have a conversation about. Make us think a little bit. I feel like we used to get a little bit of that from movies. Now everyone's just walking out after seeing, you know, Incredible Hulk. And uh, so I'm, I'm so over some of that shit. I, I probably sound old. They just print money, though. That's why they keep making them. But the, the funny thing is what you just said. It, like, if the studios heard you say, you know, I want a movie like Shawshank, they'd be like, all right, remake Shawshank. 
<laughs> right. No, Can't but like something original. Remember Bill and Ted's? Like we'll do Bill and Ted's three. <laughs> we just won't have a scene. We won't have a shooting at school. Yeah, right. And if the guys hug, they'll just be happy to hug. <laughs> I wonder who's uh, replacing George Carlin. Socrates. George Carlin's. George Carlin is, isn't he? Um, oh, he died in real life. I was saying you could still have him because he's ageless in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you might put gonna, Unfortunately. You they're going to s- superimpose him like uh, Princess Leia. <laughs> uh, they do have him listed in the cast. Do they? Yeah, so that's not as crazy as it sounds. What was his name in the movie? He was, wasn't he Socrates? Wasn't, no, oh, no, he was the, uh, oh, what was he? I just remember them always being with him and talking about Socrates. He, tr- he transports them. Yeah, he's the guy, Rufus. He's Rufus, right? Rufus, yes, Rufus, yes. I don't know who plays Socrates. I don't know who plays any of those people. Kind of prominent roles for a bunch of uh, faces I only really saw then. I mean, Napoleon. Yeah. Billy the Kid. Yeah, I don't recognize any of those. Do you? No. Um, I'm fascinated, though, that, <laughs> that we're spending this much time on it. And that they, <laughs> that they yeah, let's move a on. Third I'm movie. sorry. We don't have a whole lot of time, Jim. Let's get going. We all, it's only four months till Christmas. <laughs> I had that thought today. Four That's months weird. till Christmas. And I am not going to do anything about it. I'm just pointing that out. I just noticed as this year is creeping along <laughs> might speed up the next few months as we go, as we continue into the unknown. God damn it. Medina Zine would be so proud of you. <laughs> We're getting to a point where the days are getting shorter again. And that's been bothersome to me. Just yeah, like the hourglass just thinning. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not anxious to get into coldness and darkness. This has been a nice, uh, that's been the one good thing about, uh, Everything. It's been our, our weather. Um, we're looking to get like a heat lamp or something for outside, but a lot of them are sold out. That's like stuff I'm get really got to start thinking about. You got to start buying that shit early. Yeah. Stuff I wanted in March and April is just like starting to come in. Yeah. Our pool is getting delivered in 30 days. <laughs> and then <laughs> we're, we're still learning. We're going to be ready for the next pandemic. <laughs> my 2020 calendar is due in in October so I'm pretty excited for that <laughs> you don't need one dude okay. nothing to put on it is there <laughs> no I think things are starting to I was actually busier last week than I've been now it's going to be super slow um, I don't have much going on during this back to school phase a couple of zoom things here and there I did a corporate last week for State Farm California agents oh yeah they know how yeah. to party yeah it was fun no, I'm just <laughs> Doing the podcast, bud. Back to dad. I've got, um, I'm doing like a little run next week. Um, just opening some outdoor shows at Joe's on Weed Street. This week, excuse me. I'll open in some outdoor shows at Joe's on Weed Street. And then, um, and then uh, I'll be on the south side uh, of Chicago. I'll be, doing, uh, I'll be doing an outdoor gig at uh, Cork on September 2nd. Can I plug that this early? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. of course. Dude, I, I might be coming by. I, I, did the, uh, I did the one at Baracco's. Good Last, times. Uh, yeah, it was good. I hadn't been on stage. I mean, I did that roast for the, the mayor, mm-hmm. but I didn't do. Um, I didn't really like, do a show. Yeah, I did, I did like eighteen minutes. Felt rusty as hell. That's so good. Trying a couple of new things. Felt like it. people 
felt like people thought maybe I was coming off angry, a little pissed off. No, a little, uh, no. I mean, it's just like doing all this bullshit. How could anyone be angry? Doing new stuff is always hard, but that's kind of like, yeah, starting over. Right. So exciting in a way. I got to ditch, ditch all the old shit anyway. I just put all that stuff out. So it's going to coincide nicely in, in terms of that. I, I had to build up a whole new thing. Me too, homie. I recorded the week before all this. So I'm in the same boat, man. Like, but, but you'd think after five months, you'd have more stuff to write about. No, of course. And I was, you know, I think I was saying to you, it's like you, you're like my stuff that I'm is newer is just like so short. And so like, you know, you, you put the meat on it when you're doing like the sets. Yeah. But you walk it doing, out. doing a zoom show. You're just like short and sweet. Tough to tag stuff while people are still working at their computer. Piecing it together. <laughs> yeah, right. I just like other Zoom shows. Turn your cameras on and let me make fun of everything uh, in every in everyone's house. I'm it's just obsessed. there's you're just picking out walls. Yeah. Who am I going to go after? I did one uh, just because I brought him up earlier with Vince Corona a couple months back, and uh, it was great. It was so much fun. Um, but one of the dudes fell asleep toward the end of Vince's set. And if you think the rest of the comics on the show did not all screenshot that and start sharing it with each other at the exact same time, <laughs> you are wrong. That is awesome. And I get it. Dude's watching TV in his living room. You know what I mean? I fall asleep doing that all of the time. Right. So Max Hedrum. <laughs> it really is. That head coming on and just running in your mouth. Oh, I can't believe that guy fell asleep, though. <laughs> What did Vince say? He just busted his balls for it. He's oh, like, I work with that guy. I've known that guy for 20 years. <laughs> I would stop talking to him. Oh, man, the guy must have been drinking, as we all are these days. My buddy, um, one of the guys we were golfing with, is, sells, uh, sells booze. And they said that they are they're, uh, crazy busy. But that, you know, the bars, taverns, all that does slow you down but people are still people are still getting it from the retail and i'm sure man i think a lot of people are drinking more than ever yeah i know i am i'm trying <laughs> to slow down i think i'm gonna really slow down i think i'm gonna switch to energy drinks yeah i just want to move <laughs> do the exact opposite <laughs> to get through to get through <laughs> these days everyone else is bummed out wallowing in their sorrows with alcohol no get have an energy drink and just pace in your picture window stare outside into say it with me the unknown no. <laughs> on your monster so instead of people or being like i don't remember how i got to bed last night you're gonna be like i haven't gone to bed since wednesday <laughs> i want to feel all of this <laughs> and i think i have some ideas too <laughs> just need somewhere to go do you ever get into those energy drinks that stuff makes me like jittery i've never done one which is weird that that's the limit i've put on myself like i smoked for 20 years i have not been the best about eating and drinking the right things but energy drinks i'm like those are dangerous oh yeah you never popped like a vibrant in college no oh man that stuff that heavy caffeine i remember doing that like trying to cram for a final and i'm like oh, i'll just have a vibrant and then you're like, what? You can't even think straight. 
Oh, I've, yeah, I guess. Like I've, that stuff. Yeah, but never from a beverage. I prefer to keep my... <laughs> yeah, jolt. I would do the vibrant and a jolt. <laughs> how did that ever get taken off the market? How is there... How did not more people fight to keep jolt? Um, I think it was all the heart attacks. Oh, okay. All the death and destruction. And the lawsuits that follow. I don't, did, really, did people really have heart attacks from jolt? No, I don't know. I, I was talking about the Vibrant. Vibrant. I think they took that off too. Fedrin and shit like the that. Fedrin, yeah. Jolt, I thought maybe just wasn't selling. Maybe not though. We used to have Jolt in the beverage machine of my grade school. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> like you could, in the vending machine, you could just pop in your quarter and get a Jolt and that didn't last long. <laughs> you got shotgun them? High. It was somewhere, maybe it was junior high, but at some point, and then it just was sold out forever. <laughs> they just never replaced. They never filled the drinks again. <laughs> you guys are busting them open with pens. <laughs> just chugging them. Shoving them down, doing lines of fun dips. Snorting jolt. Yeah, <laughs> lines of fun dips. Remember that powder? You just buy, like, I got three pouches of sugar here. So, Well, how do you get into your mouth? Well, there's another, <laughs> there's a stick of sugar that you lick and then put the sugar on and then you lick it again. I mean, whose idea was that like fuck it just put the sugar just keep it in that form we'll color it three pouches and the stick if i scored one of those i would go in the corner like a dog with a bone <laughs> just you wouldn't even I'd be, I'd be off dude like see so Pat, he's licking his fun dip i'll be back in a few minutes to run around in circles <laughs> yeah we would just uh I was more into that type of stuff than like chocolate and candy bars. I had like a, I kind of came through that, that vein, like okay, Jolly Ranchers, suckers. I don't know. Like would fruit you, flavored sweets. Yeah. Would you rather have like a candy bar? Yeah. I was like, uh, I was like a straight up Snickers. Like uh, Snickers, your first one. I don't know. I think it might, I think, you know what? I think it, Reese's might've been my first love and then which I came back to as an adult. Oh yeah. Yeah. Reese, peanut Reese's butter peanut goes a long way. I had a three musketeers phase, which Ooh. is way too much of that nugget or whatever the hell. Yeah, I man. I can even, it's marshmallowy too. It's, then I went to Milky way. Whew. I, had a, I had a little bit of a Milky way phase. It's a child. Then I landed on Snickers. Did you, uh, did you settle into Heath Bar for a little while too? No, I never had Heath Bar. That's, this is like... Yeah, I would have a Heath Bar and take out my Reader's Digest. <laughs> but then I got old enough to start enjoying Almond Joy like a grown-up. <laughs> Around my 12th birthday. I have a Charleston shoe. You don't have a Mounds in the house, do you? <laughs> Where's the top shelf candy? Where's the stuff for the big kids? Uh, um, I would like like uh, cookies. You know, I do. I wasn't I into like cookies. Yeah, I wasn't in like the candy bars. Remember the cookies that you'd have? Royal Grams. You ever have those? Was that a tin? No, they came in like a. You just tear them open. Just a sleeve. Or, chocolate covered graham crackers that's oh yeah like. that's a solid move right there did you ever get into whoppers i always hated whoppers as a kid i felt like that was the worst of the candy i did not like the whopper 
Okay. I will. I could have a malt shake occasionally, yeah. um, but I don't always think to get it. But yeah, I didn't like the Whopper taste. I could eat them, but I didn't love them. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a box of Whoppers. How about Milk Duds? Remember those? I could get down on a Milk Dud if I had to. Junior Mints, if I was at a movie theater. I'd, I would occasionally. I got Milk Duds. I just need a towel under me. Because <laughs> I would I'd turn into like hooch. It's amazing what those things so can do. So much drool. <laughs> you're just, you feel like your face is melting almost. Like, is it? Is it coming out the sides? It feels like it's coming out the sides. I can't keep all this in here. <laughs> there was a, a like classic Chicago restaurant, Mitchell's, and that was their thing. When you paid your bill, they would give you a little thing of milk duds. Really? That's what your, yeah. your teeth were stuck close? You didn't sit there and talk to them all day? <laughs> That's how we get them out of here quickly. We just... <laughs> Put a milk dog oh, in their yeah. mouth. By the time they they're able to move their mandible, they're going to be out in the parking lot. <laughs> You're right. I forgot about that. You could create like a. You could stick your teeth together, <laughs> just like like a dog. Just like once this jaw gets locked in on those milk duds, <laughs> you're not getting it out. It does not sound like a flattering name. <laughs> milk duds. What are these? What are these milk duds. Get them out of here. <laughs> Get them out of my face, duds. Get a mounds in the house is my favorite sentence. <laughs> where do they um, where do they come up with that? A dud. Was milk no. dud made here in Chicago by um, the Tootsie Roll? Tootsie Roll was here. Yeah, they were. Never, well, never the Tootsie, Roll the Tootsie Rolls. No, no. It's like waxy chocolate. I don't get. I don't get the Tootsie Roll. Where were milk duds made? I like the song Tootsie Roll. It's. I mean, <laughs> that that. That got me on the floor in the nineties. The sixty-nine boys knew what they were doing. But I didn't want the I didn't want the candy. They are um they're originally made by F. Hoffman and Company. Man, old candy companies sounded like jewelers. They took this shit seriously, <laughs> didn't they? Oh yeah. That could be a game where I give you a bunch of candy companies and jewelry stores and you have to tell me which is who. That'd Milton J. Holloway. Chocolate maker. Damn it. Is it? Yeah, only because you what know him on the, the <laughs> Wikipedia page right now. What did he make? He's the guy who made them, the Milk Duds? I think it was first F. Hoffman & Company, then Milton J. Holloway. Oh, it was Hoffman & Company of Chicago. So they were here. And then uh, in 1960, they got sold to Beatrice Food. Dude, I remember when uh, Fannie Mae was, um, you know, they were a huge customer of ours in Chicago. They had stores everywhere. and But then Fannie Mae, that mortgage company. Oh, yeah. I remember when they went down? They would like, um, they secured all the, yeah, yeah. The subprime mortgages, right? Yeah. So they were like going down and my boss was talking about, oh yeah, Fannie Mae, they're going to say Fannie Mae. Are we going to get our money? He thought like that this, <laughs> that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, that the Fannie Mae that they were talking about was Fannie Mae candies. <laughs> like, yeah, the whole, the whole backbone of the lending program is tied to Pixies. Turtles. I used oh, to love great. going to Fan- Fannie Mae. My mom would stop there. We were if we were at the mall and they had Fannie Mae chocolates. Yeah, stop, stop there and get something, and the, you know the counter and wrap it up for you. It was like a production. It's like going to the bakery. It really was. They took care of you. Are they still around? They are here and there, but it's not like the original owners. It's you know they somehow I think the brand is still around, but I don't know how many like standalone stores they have. 
I mean, they used to have those. And then when you go to like LA, you see uh, C's Candies. You yeah. go to other places, you know, and they have, everyone had like Russell Stover in Kansas City. Mm. Every, everyone, every town had that. Now you don't, right? I love that you knew where Russell Stover was. Was this from your packaging days or? Well, you do have a history in the confectionery business selling serrated top bags. Sure, sure. Gusseted shoppers. What are they, what are they called? And whatnot. What are they called? <laughs> I just, I, they're shopping bags, but there's, um, the gusset is like the side, you know, when, it, when a bag opens up, oh, okay. it's almost like a square, but yeah, not yeah. all, not all bags are, have gussets obviously because some are just, you know, plastic. I never knew that it was called a gusset. Oh yeah. And you can print in that gusset sometimes, Jim. That's a. <laughs> Go up in that do, gusset. Little four side print. <laughs> Go get some words all up in that gusset. <laughs> you know it. How about people that used to walk around with the hard candy? It just seemed to be popular peppermints. Like my kids know who has it. That's what's funny. Like, like when um, Sarah's mom comes over, they are happy to see her, but they're very also happy because they know she has Tic Tacs. Oh yeah. They want those Tic Tacs. It's like, uh, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of, you knew if you were at someone's house, you knew who had it, where they had it, how to get it. But the first time you'd meet somebody as a kid and they would like produce, like, whoa, this dude just has root beer barrels in his pocket. Right. <laughs> Those root beer barrels. Oh, man, I didn't like root beer, but I wanted to have a barrel in my mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did. Do, is it still like that? Do a lot of uh, um, older people still have uh, some sort of candy with them? No, I don't think you see that as much anymore. Because I think everybody's like, you know, even before this uh, craziness. People are just kind of like wary more strangers and taking things from people. (laughs) We like some old man like, hey, here's a Tic Tac and it's a Viagra. And then you're also true. Kids running around all day. I know they made Tic Tacs in blue. Give me that. (laughs) How about the. um, Give me that and go call your mother. Did I tell you this on this podcast about the guy that was lived on our street that we would just go down there and knock on his door and get candy? Really? Georgie we would go to Georgie's and dude this is my old house so I would I'm I'm like four five okay go down it's like a block a block down we went down his driveway up his back steps up the you know porch stairs Mm -hmm. and knock on his door and he would ask you a question and then he put his hands behind his back and you had to pick an arm and then he would you know left hand or right hand he'd bring it out reveal it and then he would open up his hand if the candy was not, if you did not pick the right hand, you did not get candy that day. <laughs> that entire day. You couldn't go back. He remembered names and faces. I think you had and, told me this, but this is amazing. He'd just be like, nope, tomorrow, Pat. Yeah, and you had to come back. It was just a thing that throughout the day, you would just be like bored or running around or whatever you were doing with your friends. And then someone would just say, let's go to Georgie's. And it was like, oh yeah, that's, that's something we can always do. And honestly, we did go. And then I remember my mom telling me that when he died, she like brought us together. I mean, we, uh, we didn't know his last name. We didn't know. Right. You know, he might've been dead for a month because it, this was a seasonal thing. You didn't sure. go down to, to Georgie's in the winter. Right. <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> so anyway, that was, I remember that like one of the first deaths hearing about, you know, you're like, he's gone. No more candy. What are they going to do with all that candy? Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Did he, did he leave us anything? <laughs> and then my mom had put her hands behind her back and she had the will in one hand and then not in the other. Oh, and that was the day you transitioned to mounds. It was and the there day was another, that became a man. There was another dude that lived on our block, Mikey, who was same demo, older guy, 70s, 80s, lived by himself. But mm-hmm. Mikey, had, Mikey had some issues. Mikey, I think, looking back, was you know not always sober. And he, was, <laughs> he had a operation where you also could go to his house and get candy, but it was not a smooth operation. He was not reliable. He may not answer the door. He might answer the door very pissed off until you get the, get the hell off his porch, or he might answer the door and be very happy to see you and give you candy. And so Mikey was a whole different other ball of wax that I, looking back, I was believing that the world was Georgie, but the world is Mikey. Right. The world is Mikey. <laughs> he was actually preparing us <laughs> more than Jorge. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. You had two candy guys. You had one and a half candy guys on your block. Maybe I could be that, the candy guy. (laughs) You'd be Mikey. I don't think you'd be Georgie. Can you imagine if I was with with my own kids, if word got out? Tell your friends that they want to come by. I'll uh, do a candy game with them. Wait, so did did you have to get the question right and then pick the right arm? Yeah, I think that was it was a two-step process. That's amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing that we even knew that it existed. I don't know how we were turned on to this whole thing. Just passed down through the generations of grade schoolers. I think it must have been. But I wonder uh, I wonder how, how that began to look back. I don't know how deep you want to investigate, George and Mikey <laughs> Pat. I think you might be better off just remembering it fondly and moving forward. <laughs> exactly. All right. Should we move this forward? I think we should, buddy. We'll take the... Uh, Take the easy out there. You got it. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, you got anything coming up? Again, I said uh, maybe uh, maybe Cork? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to come by there. That's September 2nd. You got it. At Cork? Yeah, I'm going to come out for sure. Other than that, not a whole lot, but I would love to uh, get some reviews. Yeah. I know we uh, I know we ask you guys to do that, but if you, if you haven't reviewed us, we would absolutely love it. It helps us out on our standings, and uh, it's just nice to, uh, to get that. Subscribe. Get your uh, friends to subscribe as well. Tell everyone at, at work. I plugged it, Jim, on the State Farm. Oh, nice. Zoom. I plugged it on uh, my friends at Unum. I did a gig with my friends at Unum. And they um, got the plug as well for the podcast. So if anyone from those places are tuning in, welcome. Yeah. It's a anyone crazy from- ride. It's a crazy ride every week. Anyone from the I Got A Guy event, we plugged it there as well. Welcome. We sure did. Oh, I want to say thanks to a listener since we don't have any reviews. Uh, Katie Mack made me a very solid recommendation based off of uh, last week's podcast and um, got me a, uh, told me to go with an orchid for a plant. All you need to do is oh, put an ice cube in there once a week. That's, that's a the great move. lowest maintenance way to yeah. go. So I, uh, I grabbed a Trader Joe's orchid from that recommendation. And a bag of ice. And a bag of ice cubes. <laughs> and this thing's going to eat all month. <laughs> and then, uh, you know what? I don't want to get into this today, but um, based on some of our conversations, a listener reached out with a binge-watching list that, um, according to her, uh, everyone talks about. And everyone goes by her list. And, and so sent us a list of shows to binge because you've asked a couple of times uh, what you should be watching. So we've oh, got a list it. we can talk through some of next week. 
that's great. Yeah. Thank so you. Thank you, Terry, for that. And uh, yeah, thanks, Terry. And Katie Max sent you up with some good uh, good tips there. Yeah, that orchid advice, very solid. So thank you, Katie, as well. I'm just picturing you checking out at TJ's with a mask on my face and my glasses fogging up and a, <laughs> and a Hawaiian shirt picking that up a giant orchid and maybe one of those little bags of dark chocolate peanut butter cups that they have right there at the aisle <laughs> taking a little friend home huh <laughs> little we're gonna miss seeing this guy at our happy grocery <laughs> store take good care of him would you did you, you, name did you toss, toss in a uh, better home and gardening too? I did not. I did not. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to start all over again. Dude, I think it's great. It's, and that is, a, um, that is a good uh, a good plan. I remember um, we had an orchid for a while and it was um, it was almost like a, a contest how long you could keep this thing alive because they're delicate, Jim. Are they really? Oh, yeah. They're fragile. I heard they were just low maintenance. That's what I was after. Yeah. All right, well, maybe. We're going to see what happens, man. This is like anything else in the pandemic. It might just die where it's sitting right now. Or <laughs> three months from now when my camera's working on Zoom again, you're just going to see vines behind me. I opt for that. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for that. Enjoy keeping it alive. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We'll be back with you next week. See you then. Bye, Jim. Later, Pat. Bye.